Stephanie Martinez Rivera, and you are listening to the Joy Found Here podcast. I am obsessed with reminding my fellow mamas, queens, badass babes, ladies and girls that perfection is just a word, not a lifestyle. Multitasking is overrated. Comparison is a theft of happiness. And yes, you can put yourself first. Oh, and by the way, for optimum results, you should. I'm a New York girl from a small town, part-time badass, proud mama bear times three. I've seen 60 full turns of the sun. I've learned the importance of how kindness begins with you and your self-talk. Join us each week as we help you navigate both the messy and the magical season of this crazy ride called life. Real stories that remind us to reclaim your power. The sun does come out after the shitstorm. A good cry can be cleansing and... We really don't know who sits on top of the mountain of judgment. Sit back, plug in, fill up your cup. This is your time. Remember, you've always had the power. Welcome to Joy Found Here. Hello again, and welcome to another episode of the Joy Found Here podcast. So today, Jenna Allen is joining us, mindset and life coach. Why do I keep bringing on mindset? Why do I keep talking about mindset? Why do I keep talking to coaches? Mindset. Guys, it is the key located within us. Nobody else is going to have our answers. It starts with you, 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 and you. And Jenna, mindset coach, keep growing, keep going. Is it easy? It can be, but oh, anything worth it, there is definitely work involved. So I'm going to let the expert do the talking. So with that, I say (laughs) thank you, Jenna, for coming, for joining us. And we're so, so happy you're here. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate that. All right. Loaded question. Let's go. You got to tell us about you anywhere you'd like to start. Yeah. So my name is Jenna Allen. I'm a certified life coach. I have been coaching for about a year now. So it's actually quite new for me, but I actually had a very different journey with my career years ago. I never thought I would be here today, actually, but life surprises you. I was a heavy drinker years ago. I hung out with the wrong crowd. I was really badly bullied in high school. So I never really Mm. felt like I fit in. And I think after I finished high school, I want to be popular. I want to fit in and I want to like find friends that can like me. And after high school, I would say I I don't know if I peaked if that's the right word, but I became popular with this group. And that's kind of when the drinking started. That's when Mm. I kind of like went downhill and I was just partying all the time, going to clubs, going into unhealthy relationships, unhealthy friendships. There was no such thing as boundaries in my life. And I would say that I struggled with codependency as well. And so I ended up becoming best friends with this one girl. I won't say names out of like Mm -hmm. respect or anything, but she and I became super, super, super close. And 
then in 2018, we moved in together. And that's kind of when my rock bottom started to hit because I started to see like the patterns that I was creating. I was like, I'm drinking all the time. I'm getting angry. I had all these pent up emotions and we just weren't compatible. Like we just weren't healthy at the time. Like we were both very codependent on each other. We didn't have boundaries. I could never say how I felt without feeling attacked. So it just kind of got to the point where I was even like feeling like I was going to self-harm. Like I was just in a really, really, really bad mindset. And then I moved. I actually kind of mm. just ended the friendship. I packed all my shit and I, and I left and I moved from one province to another province. And then I ended up in a narcissistic relationship with a man that was unhealthy and I kind of started therapy because breaking up with that friend was like really, really hard for me. And it took me probably a long time to get over that. So I started therapy. So now I've been in therapy for like three years, I would say, but I was still was having that little bit of that people pleasing in me. You know, it wasn't as bad, but I was, it was still like my growth journey was not where it is now. Like it was the peak of my growth journey. Right. So I was still struggling. I was, it was messy and I was crying. I ended up having an eating disorder. And then I ended up moving back from back to the island, ended up leaving that relationship, moving in with my father for just to kind of start fresh, which I moved back in 2021. We broke up in 2022. And I kind of lived with my dad for about, I would say six months or so. And I got a new therapist, I ended up getting this amazing holistic trauma coach. And mm. I would say like this past year is probably the most work I've done because I went and got my holistic coach, right? And she specializes in trauma. And I ended up just kind of taking a course. And I was like, I'm just gonna be a life coach, you know, and I ended up doing like so much work on myself in the past year. I mean, there's still work like thing about growth, you never stop working. Never. But like, I was just like, you know what, I've conquered mindset I've conquered trust issues. You know, my dad was a huge help too. like he would give me advice and stuff. And I don't know, I just kind of was like, I want better. You know, I want better. I want to be able to relate to people and help people with the same things that I used to struggle with. And I just, I've been in therapy ever since. And I've just, it's just kind of been an, a messy, <laughs> a very messy, but like eye opening and just amazing journey. Okay. Nuggets of gold in just about every word you said that everybody can so relate. We don't think too much about trauma or how it has settled within our body and definitely within our psyche. But it is and it does. And for what happens when we're younger, middle school, high school, perfect times for just wanting to fit in. And when you're not, and then, you know, on that receiving end of bullying, and then that's what your belief system becomes. So why not join what you say, the people who may or may not have your best interest at heart, but it's funny, the path of a lot of us have to hit it. You yeah. have to take that express elevator all the way down without stopping on a couple of floors to work the way back. But 
it really is the journey. It's not, oh, you've reached the third floor, get out now, because here's your life as it is. It's you're always wanting more. Yeah. Well, and another thing I'll say as well is I think that's why it's so hard for people to go out of their comfort zone because it's like realistically growth is messy. And I always like one thing I always tell people now is pick your heart. If you stay the same, you're going to have your own consequences of that. But if you grow, there's going to be consequences of that good and bad, right? Like everything has consequences. Every choice has consequences, whether it's good or bad. And like, you have to be willing to do the work if you want to get to that next point in your life. And it's not easy. Like that friendship actually really caused me trust issues. And it takes me a long time to consider anyone my best friend now, just because I have a lot of like, I've over it, like I've forgiven her and everything. But it's still because of all the lessons I learned in that friendship. I can't just get close to someone that that quick. I just can't. There was, you know, emotional abuse in that friendship too, right? It wasn't healthy. And like, it took me two years of my current best friend to even consider her my best friend. Time is is sometimes self-imposed. Yeah. We definitely yeah. do that throughout our day, throughout our lives, in, in almost every situation. Yeah. But then also you get the things in your life that I know for me, what I call contrast, because it's so easy to know what I don't want. Yeah. But I really struggle with what I want. Do I really know what I think I know? But I'll tell you what I don't want. And with that comes in the form of people and relationships when you've had that one to the extent that you had what you thought was the best friend and you defined it as such. And then you were just like, boy, talk about a shitstorm. Like, what was I even thinking? And then you put your little wall up or you make your little checklist of, okay, so it can't be this. It can't be this. I draw the line here and your value raises a little. That's again, the growth process, right? Yeah, 100%. And like boundaries is actually something I'm currently working on right now is boundaries is such a hard thing to learn. And I'm just starting to set boundaries in my relationships now because it's like my friendships matter to me now and the people I have in my life, I don't want to just throw them away because Mm -hmm. there is genuine love there. And I think it's just because I've attracted that now because I won't settle for the same type of friendship I had in the past. And although I to this day, like there, since our breakup, like our friendship breakup, we, because we have mutual friends, actually, we went to the same wedding last year and we were totally respectful and civil. Like we can be in a room together now. We'll never be friends. We're like, okay, you know what? We will exist with each other and be respectful. There's no hate. There's no anger anymore. Like I'm completely over it, but we're just not the same people. Like we won't make the effort to hang out or be friends again, just because we're very different people. And that's okay. And not everybody in any relationship grows at the same time. And when one especially starts the movement to evolve and, you know, you're rising in your game, usually starting with you. Now you then become the person, almost the stranger, because that's not what the relationship at first was based on, you know? And then you're like, wait a minute. Where's that, Jenna? Yeah. Because now I'm looking at someone really different. And maybe if you two would have met each other at that point, 
it yeah. may not have even ever happened. A hundred percent. And another thing I want to bring up too is like in the past, I didn't know what I was doing was wrong. I thought my life was so fine. I was in that mindset where I was like, life's good. I'm having fun. I'm drinking. I'm partying. Life's good. You know, I'm in that rebellious stage of my life. And I'm like, this is fun. And like, I even had people comment on my videos being like, what are you doing? Like I started getting lectures from my family and I didn't see the problem. Mm. I didn't see the problem until I started to get angry and started living with my ex best friend. And I started to actually see, I'm like, oh, I don't want to live like this. I don't want to have resentment. And I started to get resentment towards her because I was so angry that I had to hide every emotion that I had that I couldn't just be myself that I would be kind of just bossed around or, or just it would just felt like a conditional love. It didn't feel unconditional, right? Like it felt mm-hmm. like I was restricted. I couldn't truly be myself. And then I would sit in my room every single night and cry and freak out and get mad. And I just I it ate me alive so bad that I was like, I need to find a way to get out of here because I can't mm-hmm. live like this anymore. And I think that it takes time to really hit that rock bottom and everybody's rock bottom is different. But I know for me, I did not want to continue being in a friendship like that. I didn't want to continue feeling that way. I wanted to be friends with people that really saw me for me and accepted me for me instead of treating me like a child, I guess is the best way to put it. Like, I don't want a mother as a friend. I want a friend. And so now it's like, because I've been in therapy for three years, I've been able to create better friendships that are actually friends, right? Well, again, you're presenting very differently. And I also think that like, I would never say I was an alcoholic, I was just a heavy drinker. So I would get drunk every single weekend, but I wouldn't drink every day. It was just every weekend, which still wasn't healthy. But I also think that I drink, but not nearly as much as I used to. Like I'll drink a couple times a year. That's it. I do think that there's nothing wrong with drinking wine or once in a while. I just think it's all about who are you hanging out with and how much are you drinking? Because everybody's allowed to have fun. You know, you go on vacation, you're going to have wine with your steak or your dinner. I don't see any harm in that. I just think it's more of a balance and like, who are you surrounded with? You know, where are you? What's your environment? And like, how much are you drinking? Right. Because if it's not balanced or, you know, it's too much or it's costing you a lot of money, then that's where you're like, hmm, like maybe I should slow it down. And that was what it was for me is I also didn't enjoy being hungover all the time. So we never put that into the equation when we're like, of course, we'll have more. We haven't drank enough, usually said by the drunk person. So when you're rediscovering Jenna, first, some therapy. I think everybody should be in it. I think it's wonderful to have the independent observation of, I'll say, the trained professional who can hear the words that you use and can really dissect and see behind the mask that I think we all definitely lead with. Like, nothing to see here. Trauma. No trauma. You know, oh, maybe I just had, I made some poor choices, but no, no. Don't look too close. I'm fine until things get revealed. And then you mentioned, was it the holistic coach also? Um, So she's my holistic trauma coach. So she's my form of therapy. So would you mind talking about some of the exercises that you've learned through that? One thing I'm trying to work on is my nervous system right now. And she really Mm -hmm. wants me to start journaling. So I have a journal now 
I just haven't really written a lot yet, but I'm really also getting into like manifesting and like, there's a few things that I'm like trying to put into my life as a habit, like cold showers and eating healthy, just little things like that. But she's also really great for like just talking, just letting me vent and just like giving me like guidance and stuff. So for me, it's just being able to have that safe space to just talk. Mm. right? She just wants me to try and write down my feelings in a journal and stuff. But another thing I kind of started doing is like writing goals down what I want to manifest, which I think is also so so important. I talked about that on the other podcast. But I think it's so important to like, one thing I've learned too, is like our words are so powerful and like be I think it's impeccable or peckable with your words. There's like impeccable. this the impeccable, four agreements yeah. be impeccable yeah, with your agreement. words yes, yes. be yes. impeccable with your words and that's the thing that you bring that up because so many people they don't even hear what they say and i know i'm so guilty of all of that good and bad so usually bad i could say something with no ill intention at all but maybe you receive it as, God, that was a little bitchy. She was a little snarky. Like that was uncalled for. And I think nothing of it because I'm on to the next thing I'm going to say and the next thing. And I know I was definitely guilty of that, of perhaps, again, I'll just call it snarkiness. Bitchy. Okay, whatever. But I definitely, uh, those close to me, especially my family, my kids and my husband, I would tell them, hey, that was kind of mean what you said, because it didn't come from that place, especially if I wasn't being like, well, let me just get her and let me slice her up a little. I didn't mean to say it that way, but yet that's how it was received. So I think it's important that boundary-ish, someone can say, that was kind of hurtful. Then that gives you that opportunity to be like, oh my goodness, I'm so sorry you took it that way. I certainly didn't mean it. And I'm sorry. Versus if you didn't have that dialogue, I say something, they're hurtful words to you, possible tattoo, because you know, that bitch Stephanie told me this 20 years ago. And that's what I remember. And flip side, you always hear those wonderful stories of you might have said some a great word, uh, either a compliment or a word of encouragement to someone that still stays with them years mm-hmm. later. You know, perhaps you had that teacher who just believed in you and one day said, wow, you're doing such a great job. You know, like you're so artistic or you are whatever. And yeah. you took that one and ran with it. We're just so busy talking, but maybe we're just not listening to what we're saying. Yeah. And that's where self-awareness comes in. I love talking about self-awareness because I think self-awareness is so, so important. And that was another thing that I'll say that was a struggle in my last friendship too, is she had no self-awareness. Like I said, I'm over it, but there was no accountability. And I think accountability is so important because once we start to really become self-aware, we actually have more control over what we do and what we say Mm -hmm. and our choices. And I think that's something that a lot of people don't realize is there's a lot of people out there that aren't ready to see themselves, aren't ready to admit their wrongs. And that's a hard one. And for me, it's like, because I've conquered that, like I even told my best friend yesterday, I'm like, I'm too self-aware. Like there's points where I like sometimes will like 
beat myself up over something little, something little I did. And I'm like, okay, that's got to stop. <laughs> it's a good and a bad thing. I think for me, I mean, I've definitely come a lot farther with it. But there's just times where I have to give myself a little bit more grace. And just be like, hey, you know what, I recognized it was a problem. And now I can just fix it. Mm. There's no point in like, beating myself up about it. Just I recognize it. Let's fix it now. You know, so it's just I'm very, very aware, because I've done so much work on myself in therapy. And I'm also just at a point where I'm like, I want to know what I'm doing. I want to know how I speak. I want to be gracious. I want to be fully aware so that I have more control over what I can do for myself and other people. Right. And like self-awareness is so important. And like, I always tell people too, and this is like something I like, if I'm having a talk with my friend or I'm setting boundaries, I ask them before, are, is this something you're ready to hear yet? I think that that's so important because if we just blurt out our boundaries and not, I'm actually reading a book on boundaries right now. If we blurt it out and we don't, we're not aware of how we communicate. And like, if the person has the ability to hear it, if we don't do that, then it could set us up for a fight or conflict. The other day, me and my best friend were just talking about boundaries. And I asked her, I'm like, are you comfortable with this? And she said, yes. Right. But it's like important to ask people, are you ready to hear, hey, there's some stuff that I need to resolve with you? Like, is that something you have the space for? And that's actually something like my therapist said, when it comes to talking to people that you're close with this conflict, ask them if they have the space for it. And that's something I started practicing doing. And I, I do think it helps because sometimes people just are not in the right mindset to hear it, right? They're not. And they may not. Again, that's where kind of, you know, the levels of growth with people. And, and that's a really good barometer. It's a really good measure of, okay, gotcha. Because with the amount of bandwidth we have these days with social just information and who's doing what and what why you know comparison and on and on and on and on and on and yeah. here my friend the safe haven now she wants to talk about like what it might not be the right time for someone to receive even though you're feeling so good and generous yeah. and like yeah. hey let me tell you what i'm seeing and when you're not within the same range it could be perhaps received not so well. Exactly. And that's something I've really like, I've been working on myself is just like trying to ask people like, do you have the space? Because it is like, I don't, I never ever want to go through what I went through in the past again. And I don't want to make things worse for someone else. Like if they're just not able to hear it, because that's where the self-awareness comes in is like just being able to ask those questions. So mindset where does one begin i heard you say a couple of exercises that you're starting and one being journaling journaling or just writing and, and again people like i'm using my my air quotes because nobody has time who has time to write things down who has time to yeah. meditate i don't have time and guess what we do and especially journaling and i don't know there's this book, and I forget who wrote it. And I always say that. And yet I mention it often. And I'll definitely put it in the show notes, the artist's way. And she talks about the morning pages or the daily pages. So every morning you get up, 
and without thinking, without editing, without you just sit and you write three pages. Mm-hmm. It's data dumping. It's like just kind of giving that mind a morning flush yeah. for what's ever sitting still in there. And some people look back on them. I don't. I just kind of yeah. write and go on. And it really starts the day of I've got room. Yeah. You know, if I had my little hamster wheel going on about something, hopefully it came out on the page and the noise gets a little quieter. But also with hand in hand with your manifesting studies show, I don't know what the percentages are, that when you do write your yeah. especially a goal down. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when it's to pen to paper. You know, the brain definitely does something if you believe in, I'll say, the manifestation, law of attraction, et cetera, like you're writing your order. You were at like I was just I was just at the diner this morning with my girlfriend. I'm writing my order to the universe like, yeah, here's what I see. Here's, you know, I get to and it's really so much more powerful than what people give it credit for. Yeah, I actually have a story that I can tell you that kind of proves the whole manifestation. And I mean, it took me a while, but I'm like a, have you heard of the show One Tree Hill? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I was like, my ex-best friend actually introduced me to the show and I became obsessed. I never watched it when it first came out, but I watched it years ago and I was like, oh my gosh, this is so good. And I didn't realize how big and popular it was. And I love going to fan expos and I was just like, I wonder if there's a One Tree Hill convention. And I'm like, hmm. So I look it up and it started out as like a convention, but they changed it to a Friends with Benefit charity event. And I'm like, you know what? One day I'm going to go. I don't know when, but Mm -hmm. one day that trip is going to happen. I'm going to meet the cast of One Tree Hill. And I just said it to myself. I'm like, this is something I want. I would tell my family about it. I'm like, mom, dad, we have to go to North Carolina. Like this has to happen. And I would just tell myself repeatedly every single year. And I would be like, okay, I really want this. So this year happens to be the 20th anniversary of the show. (laughs) Guess where I was in November? Like, Ah. yeah, I got to meet them. But I'm like, oh, it's ironic. It's the 20th anniversary of the show. And I got to meet them. And it happened. And I think I never knew when that was the thing. But I'm like, I finally had the money this year. I were I actually ended up working two jobs to save up for this trip. It was something I was like, you know what? This is happening, especially because they're getting older. I was like, I want this to happen. And it was the best part is like the money all gets Saint, uh, donated to St. Jude's Hospital. So mm-hmm. I'm also doing a favor for mm-hmm. like by donating money. And it was like literally one of the most amazing trips of my life. I'm in love with the North Carolinas and I'm actually kind of want to treat myself and just go there a couple days every single year because it's just I met so many amazing people and like for me it's cool because the One Tree Hill was really cool but my biggest highlight was the community and the people there mm. are so friendly and I'm just like I'm going back. My, do- so my daughter lives of- in North Carolina, yeah. Oh yeah, it's so beautiful. Like yeah. oh the beaches and the people, but that's just proof that I manifested that and it happened. Mm-hmm. What I also hear is you gave up the control part of it. You just knew. You're like, okay, I'm going. Yeah. But I don't know. Who cares what the details are? 
You didn't yeah. say at the time when you said you were going, okay, well, let, let me get the second job. Let me, let me, let You didn't care. Yeah. You just knew you were going. And yeah. in this whole journey, the power of manifestation, the surrender part is, is really like, I'm doing this. Yeah. That's where the yeah. period is. The sentence doesn't go on to, and I might have to go here. Okay, okay. You know, like you don't have to make the plan. Yeah. Make the declaration, mm -hmm. but you don't have to yeah. make the plan. And so many people probably do it and don't realize that they do it. Like I, as a yeah. matter of fact, speaking a charity event. So I always do that when I'm at either a Chinese auction or something where there's, you know, baskets to be had. And I'll yeah. walk in, I'm like, I'm going to win a basket. I just know I am. Nine times out of 10, you're looking at a winner. So with mindset, tell me yeah. some of your approaches and why you think mindset is so important. Mindset is another one of my favorite things to talk about just because this is just my own belief. And from what I've seen, and because like I used to be really, really, I would say high maintenance with relationships, not relationships, but like dating. I just didn't trust anyone. I had trust issues. And I found in my own personal like journey that when I was putting those trust issues out there, I was attracting not the right people. I was attracting people as well who struggled with codependency and trust issues. And that's something that I've, I've learned, especially now that I'm like, I'm single and stuff. I'm like, really like I've changed the way I've been just the way I see people and dating and everything. I'm not dating right now, but like, I'm just seeing things a lot differently. But with mindset, I feel that our mindset comes from our experiences. When anyone gets into a habit where they're going in and out of relationships and then they're getting heartbroken their trust gets broken. And I still see it to this day. There's a lot of people out there that'll be like, oh, all men are the same. All men are trash or all women are the same. All women are, you know, mean and, and evil. And, and that's where we got to change the way we are saying stuff, right? Because it's like, that's not true. And I think there's so many people out there that will compare men and women and act like one's better than the other, but we're all equal. We're all people. You know, mm -hmm. and that's something that I really want to kind of get as a message out there more is just changing the way we are viewing the opposite sex, changing the, the gender, like the speaking about gender is just talking about how people are still people. It's not men or women. It's not men versus women or women versus men. There's women out there that are narcissist and abusive and there's men out there that are narcissist and abusive. So it's like changing our mindset is so powerful because if you can change your mindset and realize that like, yes, you know what? People go through heartbreak, people struggle, like, you know, that happens, but it's important to allow yourself to process the emotions and your feelings without assuming that every single person is going to be the same way. Mm -hmm. And that's something I learned the hard way because I've also met some really nice guys. One of my best friends was a guy. They do exist, but it's just changing the way we are seeing things and changing the way our mindsets are and not letting our traumas dictate our future. It makes a lot of sense. And I see your growth just in that statement, quite honestly, because usually, again, people live in the assumption 
Mm-hmm. People live in the past, you know, the rear view mirror is only so big for a reason. And yet look at the size of the windshield and we should always, you know, you want to look forward, Yeah, but you'll see something in the rear view. You will, but it's not designed to yeah. see what's already done. And from that, hopefully, you know, take that lesson or two that was dished up at the time yeah, and go on because not everybody has even recognized their traumas. Yeah. Let's start there. You know, yeah. not everybody has. And I think when you, with mindset in general, like when you start on, on a little journey, because it's not about you, you know, that person acting like that has nothing to do with you. It's them. Yeah. And yeah. when you, Lead. I always will see some behavior and be like, I'll go compassion first, you know, yeah. without knowing anything of, oh, oof, that's, I get, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure, I'm sure. And, and it's no wonder they're like yeah. that. And initially, believe me, you're like, oh my God, what a douchebag. Like, really? But that's the initial, let's just say something. But if you yeah. really just took a second and be like, huh. I'm hearing all of that and there's Mm -hmm. some work that needs to be done. You just know it. Oh, a hundred percent for sure. And like, that's why, like, I love talking about mindset because it's just, it's almost like we don't think about it, but it's almost like we kind of create our mindset in a Hmm. way Mm -hmm. because of our choices. And I all, well, I also think that your mindset could also just come from your childhood, your beliefs and how you were raised and everything. Right. So it's like, Another thing too that I I've learned in in society and just just I'm a people watcher. I know it sounds weird, but like mm-hmm, I observe, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just like I'm a big people person, so it's just like I I pay attention because it fascinates me. I love yeah. listening to people's stories and everything. But I'll see these people, and I used to do it too. I'm guilty of this. I don't do it anymore. But I think the problem with dating as well is that people have this movie fantasy of mm-hmm. what a good relationship is supposed to look like. I mean, my parents are married. So it's like, I've seen healthy marriages. I've seen divorce, but I've seen what an actual healthy relationship is. And you're not perfect. Like no relationship mm-hmm. is perfect. Talk about messy. Think, exactly, right? And it's people have flaws. And I think there's this expectation that the man is supposed to do all the work and the woman is just supposed to take it. and Or like they have to, like the man has to be like the movies. And it's just like, that's not true. Like everybody has baggage. Everybody has their own stuff that they're working through. It's just who do you want to do that with? And like, what are the flaws that you can handle and grow with your person? Like, what are these things that you're willing to like compromise or willing to just accept about a person? Right. Whereas everyone, not everyone, I don't like saying that, but a lot of people, they're like, I want the movie love. I'm like, movie love yeah. doesn't, isn't even real. Right. And yeah. like, I, I it's on a paper yeah it's where it's words that someone wrote yeah yeah exactly so it's just I think it's important to change our mindset and our view on like what true love is and I'm single right I just got became single because I'm like I also don't want to settle either like I just think it's like about finding a balance like for me I don't want to settle for the wrong person and I need to do more work on myself before Mm -hmm. I'm ready to settle down but I also don't have that unrealistic expectation view where it's like, I'm going to go into my next relationship with you have to be perfect. Like, I don't, I don't feel that way at all. Like, I don't see it that way. It's just more for me. I just want 
you know, I want someone who's willing to grow with me. And unfortunately, my previous relationships, we weren't compatible. But it also like something I learned is I've also had to do the work on myself. And I'm mm-hmm. still working on myself, right? So I just I want to be on my own for a while. And that's where it all begins. Yeah, is is with you, you know, yeah. I am uh, on the opposite end of that. And in a couple of months, we'll be married 40 years. but it ain't easy and and anyone who tells you it is they're lying but you're absolutely right in what you were saying and it is definitely about compromise and you're right who you want to grow with for me my husband still makes me laugh every day every day I couldn't ask more do I like him some days maybe not And I'm sure he doesn't like me some days as well. And that's okay. Do we love each other? Of course. And, you know, we were able to like bring three amazing uh, humans in the world. And now we've got a grandson and it's really fun to to do it with someone. It truly, truly is. But the one and done, highly unusual, Mm -hmm. highly, highly unusual because of people's growth, of people's, of what they bring in. Of again yeah. the expectations, and sometimes you when you lay your bar sometimes a little lower, the level of disappointment. Just as we were saying before, as far as you know, like the measure of time, those are all self-imposed. We put these self-imposed measures on ourselves. Yeah, and why? Well, and it's a, another thing. I always tell my mom the same thing, and she and she sees it. But dating in my generation compared to my mom's generation, very different, very, different. Very, very, different. very different. It's not as easy as it like men. I don't I mean, I'm not saying all men. I mean, but like, I don't see very men in our generation going to the door and asking you out on a date. It's just to everything's very on different. social media. Right. Very different. So very. Di- does, yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. You had to do you had to call the house yep. on a landline. You had to drive your car to go get someone and you had to go out because there were only four channels available to watch on TV. And who wants to sit on the couch with somebody's parents? Because they would. The houses weren't that big. You know, you didn't have a lot of people didn't have their own space. So you had no other choice. and, And you're absolutely right. The art of conversation. I mean, there's good and bad. This is good. Like, see us? This is wonderful. I would have never met you. You know, we're talking from two different countries. Yeah. Fantastic. Lots. And and I can talk and people can like hear me. Like, this is wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. But the actual art of conversation and socialization gets lost Mm -hmm. when you're reading words on a screen. Yeah. 100%. There's no emotion in text. Yet we receive it as such. Yep. That's something I'm working on as well right now. (laughs) It was my best friend is like texting and like, I overthink sometimes and I'm like, okay. There are words on a screen. And that's what I always say. I I get it. I get how some people, you know, can really write the manifesto. There are words on a screen and when in doubt, pick up the phone. Hey. Yeah. I'm reading this. And again, here's how I'm receiving it. Is that what you meant? What does this all mean here? But instead, people may digest it the wrong way, because we all receive it all so differently. And then chaos ensues. Oh, for sure. I love the mindset. I love the journey. 
I can't wait to see all the wonderful things that are going to come out of Jenna Allen. Where do you hang out? Where are we going to find you? And if people want to check you out a little more for some coaching and such, talk to us. So I'm on Instagram. My main pages are Instagram and TikTok. So my Instagram is coach underscore with underscore Jenna underscore. I can just send you that and everything. Mm -hmm. But and then my TikTok is just at coach with Jenna. And I mean, I do have a link tree, but like I always tell people just message me on Instagram. I'm pretty flexible. And like, that's usually where I'm probably the most easiest to get in touch. Or you can even email me at coachwithjenna at gmail.com. But I yeah, I'm mainly on TikTok and Instagram. And I do have low income deals right now as well with proof of low income, like they have to be on disability or anything. But I have a lot of good package deals for people. And I do give one free session right now as well, just to kind of get them to feel it out. And there's a free consultation call as well, which will kind of go over what the client needs and like what the goals are and what they look for in a coach. And yeah. Check her out. Well, we're coming to the end of a year, the beginning of a new. So some people, it could be that whiteboard, take that eraser and then take the marker and write whatever you want. Yeah, 100%. And hopefully believe what you write. Yes. Believe you can have it. Believe that you're entitled to it. You deserve it. Yeah. And put a period right after that and leave the details to work themselves out. Yeah, 100%. This has been delightful. I love this. Obviously, as everyone knows, uh, one of my favorite topics and life, give me a, give me a life coach and a mindset coach together. Oh my God, I've died and gone to heaven. So with that, I say thank you so much for your time and for sharing your stories with us. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for having me and giving me the opportunity to share my story. Absolutely. All right, everybody five stars. It's all we bring you. Just give it a little mark on there because they say the numbers are important and you guys have not disappointed. I mean, over 11,000 downloads from this girl from a little small town in, in Long Island. It's so, so appreciative. Please, if you like what you hear, share this episode with someone, write a review. It is important. It's not why I'm here. I'm just here to bring the stories out to everybody. Joyfoundhere.com is where you're going to find us. And I'd love to hear your comments on this. And until next week, be well. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Joy Found Here podcast. If you've enjoyed what you've heard today, please share it with a friend. And of course, if you haven't already done so, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. Don't forget to head over to joyfoundhere.com for any questions, comments, and feedback. Until next week, keep your head up and your crown straight. You've got this.